This is Moss Whelan and Story in Mind. So we're heading towards deepest, darkest 2020, the year. And uh, I am, say topic-wise, I have generationship on my mind in, in, an, in a number of ways. Now, I've been talking about it on social media with some uh, old science fiction fogies. I find myself mentioning generationship and what is a generationship? So generationship is large and the very cool ones have this uh, gravity created by uh, rotation. So it would be like the um, be like the ship in was it a ship? Anyways, the, it, like the, there was a station. Oh, no, no, no. It was 2001, A Space Odyssey. So this is a movie, uh, I think it was just like right on the brink of the 1970s. And uh, the uh, it was a story written by Arthur C. Clarke and a plot. <laughs> and and uh, um, these astronauts go to um, check out this... I think it was like transmissions from, was it Jupiter or Saturn? But anyways, anyways, it, it, it spun and the spinning inside the ship created this artificial gravity. It was like this ring of uh, compartments that um, created this artificial gravity. One of the scenes is uh, an astronaut is, is running uh, on, you know, inside this ring. So that's interesting. The generation ship, the, the coolest ones, they, it's like, it's like a tube. It's a spinning tube. And that, the gravity, the artificial gravity it creates is, isn't gravity gravity? <laughs> it's not real gravity. It's artificial. Uh, okay. But uh, that, you know, there's farming, right? There's farming and there's animals and there's a whole... Um, what is it called? Biosphere? But it's a bio-tube. Um, and, yeah, so there's, you know, farming, there's people, um, and a whole environment. And in, in a weird way, in a real way, it, it's, um, it's an arc, right? It's, you know, surviving... Uh, the cataclysm of space, this ocean of space. I remember a doctor who, serial, so it was a number of uh, episodes linked together, and it's probably about, probably about six, something like four to six, and this is British BBC science fiction show, Doctor Who, and this would be back in the 70s, pretty sure. And the doctor and his companions arrive on a um, ship. It's a um, it's an ark, right? And it's filled with people um, who are in suspended animation. So there's sleeping and waiting for whatever the you know the cataclysm or the catastrophe is to be over. And the Earth will have healed and have come back. The generation ship, though, is not asleep. And so we have generations, like the people who start the journey, um, you know, they will grow old and they will die. Their descendants will keep taking care of the ship and then, you know, ultimately uh, they will reach their destination. But, you know, but of course, you know, science fiction plays with this. Um, one of the thoughts I'm having is a Star Lost and I think I watched the whole thing. I definitely watched the beginning. And um, so it's, uh, well, let's see. Harlan Ellison wrote it. Who's Harlan Ellison? Um, science fiction author who passed away, I believe, last year. And, and, and then the premise is that, is that this generation ship is heading towards um, a star. Right, it's gonna burn. Um, yeah, it's gonna burn up and and be destroyed. And so, the these people 
realize they don't they think they're living in you know this countryside and then they discover that no they're on this generation ship and they've got to um uh, stop it <laughs> you know otherwise their world is destroyed um actually there's something to be you know there's something equivalent to our experience here being in the the final century um uh, at the beginning, it's got some great, like say, it's a, it's a great idea and it's, it's interesting. And then, um, it, it decays and, uh, it's an interesting, what do they call it? Artifact. There we go. But also I found myself, you know, say inspired and, um, anyways, <laughs> they did their best. Um, and it happened, I think it happened up in Canada, that ultimately that's where production wound up. And then, and then of course, faded away. It's not, it's not an amazing thing. It's more say that the writing, the conceptual at the beginning, is, it, that's, that's what's amazing. And then, um, you know, people wanting to save money, you sort of started chiseling away at it. And, you know, let's make it into something that... Uh, you know, I think it would make a lot of money, right? It's not going to look good. It's not going to be pretty, but it's going to make a lot of money. And it didn't. Uh, okay, so the generation ship. How I'm using generation ship is that we are on a generation ship right now. That, that Earth is a generation ship. And in contrast to that, that say we could have people who sleep and uh it would be i think it's cryonic yeah people often say cryogenic but it's cryonic and so cryonic uh sleep and suspended animation they will wake up after mass extinction is over and you know say we've frozen you know genes we we've got as much of the gene pool as we can and we've uh you know we we start waking up stuff afterwards hey great science fiction idea um i don't know if the website and the organization is still going on but there was one called time ship and so you could you know you could freeze yourself you know and you'd be part of this um time you know it's not really a city but it would be very cool design and uh that say this you know, city, frozen city in time, it would just wait until mass extinction was over and then you'd wake up. More so along the lines of um, that, you know, you, your head is frozen. <laughs> and in the future, that they would be able to um, take care of the fact that you're frozen and um, repair whatever job needs to be done repaired job anyways the your the medical problem would be fixed so if you're dying of cancer that you would um you know that they would cure your cancer and to make you immortal etc etc so it's a there's like yeah there's a contrast between those two extremes um is earth a generation ship I, I like taking it in the direction that Star Lost took it. You know, that there's people who exist, um, you know, they're farming away. And and then say, you one day you discover your, you know, protagonist discovers that they are, in fact, not, you know, in uh, prairies, right? And it's like, no, right? They're, in this, they're living in this huge, tube in space um in in star lost there was a religion and it looked it looked kind of um amish it, it had that kind of look to it um and and there were all kinds of laws like you know don't go exploring you know the edge of um the edge of our area right just stay stay in the farm you know, do, do your work. Um, there is a kind of commentary about, you know, going to the big city, 
right? That you know, you leave you leave the village, and then all of a sudden, you're confronted with this different way of doing things in this different culture. Even though it's you know all one place, there's the these divisions um, between experience, and so our generation ship. Uh, I'm using it in the sense of the same sense of say rocket ship Earth, or uh, yeah, I think that's what it was. I'm not sure exactly. It might have been say Arthur C. Clarke or s someone else who is referring to Earth in that sense. Uh, because Earth is moving through space. Um, our experience is that it's not, but it's moving quite fast. And uh, it, you know, it's just that we're, <laughs> we're not perceiving that, that speed um, be because that's how fast we're moving, which is a weird thought. It's like, well, what if we slowed down? Like, what if we, um, what if we could slow down Earth? You know, to, to the point where it's, uh, you know, a nice zero, <laughs> right? Just calm down, Earth, calm down. You know, that, what's that experience like? Because we are so used to rocketing through, you know, space and spinning at the same time. What kind of experience is that like when you get off the planet and then, you know, stabilize to zero, that you know you're not moving, etc., etc., etc. Does that you know blow up the universe? Uh, it, it, in my mind, it's a cool thought, but I, also too that um, all of the stuff, like say Earth, is would just rocket away. It's moving at thousands of kilometers per hour, I think, or spinning. Anyways, uh, if if we did go to zero. Is that possible, right? You know, just thinking, is it possible to stop moving uh, in, a, in the galaxy? Or is gravity always against oneself, that you're, you're being pulled off? In, um, you're almost, almost being asked to move. Can you be a fixed point? I think that's what it's called. Okay, so I can imagine it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's possible, you know, the, the huge engine, uh, I, and I think it's a black hole at, at the center of the, um, the galaxy. You know, is it, is it possible to detangle yourself from that? Um, how far do you have to get uh, away from it so that it's, it's not really influencing? And I suppose the amount of energy required would be, you know, in, in contrast to um, not just the uh, black hole, not just the galaxy, but the, you know, the, the cluster that we're apparently in, and this, um, the, the tempest of these, you know, push and pull. And... Okay, so, Generation Ship Earth. We're going along with the flow, right? We're, um, we're going... Where are we going? We're going in circles, my lad, my lass. We are, uh, it's this dance, it's this cosmic dance. And uh, is it country music? <laughs> it's the music of the spheres. And apparently it's a racket. Uh, but no, but there's this, there is this direction that we are moving in. Uh, it almost feels like say that it's more it's about stability and that's that's how it's going and so and so the generation ship yeah because if if we were to resist that it would um it would be more difficult so it almost sounds like a bit of um tai chi or say you know yin yang and um, going with the flow. I don't know if you've seen movies like Kung Fu Hustle, and um, there's a bunch of movies connected. I think another one is, is it Kung Fu Soccer? Anyways, if, if you look up Kung Fu Hustle, you'll get a number of movies, and, and they'll have um, uh, Taoist uh, characters show up, 
there's Buddhism, but there's also Taoism. And in Taoism, there's this balance between um, the active and the passive. And so, yeah, so there's this sort of push and pull. And, and we're, we're going along with, you know, we're along for the ride on this huge ball of magma. Right. Generation ships. <laughs> We're probably still in the first act of this episode. Yeah, we're just leaving the first act. So we're moving into the second act where we're, we're making friends and we're having fun. Uh, uphill journey in a good way, right? Things are getting better and better up to the midpoint of the episode. The good things about it. The good things are that we <clears throat> we bring with us the world, and I'm I'm thinking more along the lines of say, a generation ship, as imagined, not Earth as a generation ship, but a generation ship imagined in science fiction, uh, speculative fiction, that that you know say we don't have to compress everything, we can just move everything up into this generation ship. Um, that, and too, that's an interesting proposition, like say getting elephants or blue whales. I mean, that would be the ultimate is, is to uh, kind of encapsulate and manage to get everything up. Um, would, you, would you want to get everything up? What are the, um, what's the problem with, having an ocean and a generation ship or a mini ocean like a bay where you have you know all of all of the the diversity of earth and there's a there's the difficulty there of um <laughs> number one it would you would have to spend time and energy in order to do this i'm, I'm just imagining say with mass extinction that it would be less there would be less interest there would be interest but it would be the focus would be on humanity and even selfish stuff like you know oh we want to preserve this that the other thing these um important pieces of literature or um art culture um especially you know one's own like the the bias of of uh, the eurocentric so you have the eurocentric the uh, asia centric the Africa-centric, the Pacifica-centric, Latinx-centric, and then First Nation-centric. Of course. Uh, so yeah, that's where I see it would be difficult to get, um, unless it started, say, you know, now, and we did something like, okay, we're not going to actually send up whale. <laughs> we're not going to put a whale in space. It, it, it rather we're not going to ship the whale up instead we're just going to take the um eggs sperm and we're going to take those take those up and then we're going to um fertilize them uh in the ship ship is massive how far away from earth like say is it possible to get it um close to earth or would it have to be far away um and two it's it's massive so how how do we um and and then there's a question of building it um i've already heard people talking about mining the asteroids and and through comets right we just we just had um comet Bennu. nasa has gathered samples from um a comet and you know this is a big deal and then, of course, you talk to somebody who's having a big deal right now. <laughs> they're having a big problem. And they're going, look, that's great. I don't care. You know, I've got mouths to feed. So here's me skating on reality. Okay. So so we get, we get these, you know, the various... Um, we, we go small, and then we uh, hatch and grow up in space, fertilize, and um, we've set up these environments 
would it be better to almost echo the environments on Earth? Um, why? Because uh, everything doesn't grow in a, in a certain environment. There's temporal and seasonal differences. <clears throat> what a nightmare! <laughs> and yet a pleasure if somebody's you know totally into designing a generation ship. Um, you know that they're going to put uh, they're going to put weather right. They're going to there's going to be um, you know you're going to have a lot of rain at a certain you know time of year, um, less light, and then um, more more light elsewhere. And and you know how do you go about doing that? Creating these environments. You know, is it possible to just plop down? Like say you have a huge tank that represents, um, let's see, the Pacific. You know, there's a, this big tank of water, and then you dump uh, all of your hatched and uh, you know, fertilized fish and you know crabs and plankton and boom, and in it goes. Um, and your whale, <laughs> only one whale moss. So you put put all this together. Um, there's your Pacific. Uh, is is that good enough? Um, what is involved in in the life cycle, right? Um, almost say going to, you know, looking. You go to an aquarium and you go, well, what is possible? How much space, you know, does a whale need? It, it, it almost feels like, say, taking Earth and then um, almost turning it inside out into this tube. And, uh, of course, that's, you know, impossible. But, say, just conceptualizing it and going, that is what would be required. We'd also have to be monitoring, right? Because we're wanting this kind of, in a way, we want stasis. We want this evolutionary stasis and we we're wanting things to be a certain way that said you know it's it's kind of unnatural kind of um not to have mutations and so on and so forth at that scale is it possible to have an actual earth gravity um and then to, you know not not saying you know well you know you have to why bother it's like come on we're in it you know we're 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 in this episode we're building a generation ship super so superstructure we're talking about <laughs> this vast superstructure uh and, and would it be i'm just thinking of the maintenance and, and that's what the population of, of you know, like the generation uh, that's what it would be. The generation ships um, populist, it would be about maintenance. It would be about you know taking care of the superstructure, the ship, uh, and then you have what's going on. You have you know biologists who are monitoring and um, and let's see. We're not in the crisis yet. I just want to set up the crisis and say we're in an example of of the crisis. We're and to in in the argument of um, our nature is against us that say the way we exist um, the you know say how we uh, replicate and uh, what has led us to where we are now that 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 process is against us mutation. Um, it's not like there's like say you know valves and gauges to control levers to sort of say okay well we're not going to go that way and you know that's not the reality but anyways that's just setting it up we'll talk about that later and probably getting close to the the wonderful midpoint got just a couple more minutes until the until the false success of the midpoint so uh, our generation ship is looking great uh, we've constructed it out of asteroids and um you know we're not taking we're not taking away any of uh, uh, you know we've mined the asteroids and then in the asteroids there's um 
plenty of water, right? And uh, we're, we're able to manufacture water, you know, you know, H and then O. <laughs> and, you know, so, you know, we've, we've done that great. We have an atmosphere. We've even managed to create uh, weather and clouds and, and um, rain. Uh, we have rainfall. You know, perhaps say inside we have say satellites, right? Sort of uh, that are that are doing this kind of work. But Moss, you said yes, I know. <laughs> There's gravity, so um, you know, perhaps say more like a ground-based kind of rain, and that uh, it it resembles more like a mist or a fog rather than um, being in the air. I'm just having this thought, like say, okay, it's a, it's a tube. So it, at the center of the tube, the core of the tube, you know, what, what is the gravity there? You know, does, is the gravity, is this artificial gravity, is it all the way? <clears throat> um, also too, this artificial gravity, does it affect the outside of the ship, this generation tube? And do you stand, um, like say when you're standing on the superstructure, doing repair, et cetera, et cetera, um, building, if you're building something. The cool thing too is that we can live uh, on the outside, right? So we can have a completely uninterrupted natural setting on the inside, but on the outside, we can have all the, you know, living quarters and things like that, and airlocks. Not airlocks, yes, I'm sorry, there would be airlocks. So the generation ship, uh, you know, oof, great success. And um, why are we doing this? Well, we've, we've botched Earth and, uh, you know, we've got this amazing vision of uh, doing this thing. Uh, there, but there is this question of why. And one of, one of the answers is that we can, we can control the environment. We can put ourselves into this orbit uh, say on the opposite side of of Earth, there's this great now. There's this great because um, <laughs> we're probably dealing with um, you know having another planet, but that's not true because the, uh, the in in solar system that's not true because you know the stuff from the asteroids that you know we're mining that stuff. So it's the same content, it's just a different distribution. Uh, so we'd have to make sure that that's not going to muck up everything. And let's say that it doesn't, right? Evenly distributed, there's balance. So we're on um, the other side of the orbit of Earth. And uh, we leave Earth alone. Um, so, so, there's, so there's some arguments there. Like say, well, and why not just fix up earth and i guess this is where we're sort of tipping over into uh downhill and heading towards the crisis um yeah why not fix up earth and just a you know hats off to um uh, tm gagnon uh she's a canadian storyteller hey and uh she's doing at, at the moment it's film and television and uh, i know that she has some some novels um, in her repertoire, but but she was taking that stance. At least when I was last talking with her, she she was saying that um, instead of spending all this money into space flight, why don't we do space flight here? You know, pretend that we're not even pretend, but you know, kind of like land here and uh, colonize here, which is an unfortunate word for it, but. Um, yeah, why don't, why don't we terraform here, you know, creating stability, or at least, you know, not mass extinction, and uh, get us back to, say, a graceful shift, uh, you know, because th that's part of it. It's like we have, it's just, you know, it's this natural, um, you know, we, we have ice ages. We've had a number of ice ages. We've had a number of um, fire ages, say right so m yeah so moving moving towards the 
the, the crisis is that, you know, it, it doesn't make sense. It, um, the, the, the thing that almost makes sense is that there would be a kind of movement that it, it had achieved a, um, not a zealot, but it, there's a, a religious quality to it, that it's something to achieve, um, that say, we, we decided to, oh, okay, we're, you know, we're bad for earth. <laughs> We've got to get out of here. Um, so we, so we create a second earth, um, usually for generationship is say the generationship is fired off into the ether and it's heading for, um, a distant star and it's going to get there in you know, a hundred to a thousand years, something like that. It's like, you know, it's traveling really fast. And then out of nowhere, Klingons decloak and attack. No, we're colonizing, they say. Okay, so we're, we're cresting. Um, it's totally possible to do this thing, but the question is why? And it, it's heading off into a, a bad place. Um, if it's exploration, um, say that that has a, a less intense kind of uh, vibe to it, the, the argument is that we are not going to survive if we stay here, right? You know, the upcoming mass extinction is a perfect example, right? We're rocketing towards it, almost not talking about it. And uh, yeah, um, and, and two, why not, why not fix it? Um, there's a lot of talk. There's not a lot of walk. There's not a lot of rock happening the you know the and it was it giving the next generation of sort of blaming them and saying you know you're not you know <laughs> you're not gonna you're not taking care of it you know well grandpa it's not our fault you know you it's you did it <laughs> so it's this finger pointing and blaming and you know get off my lawn well grandpa get off my astroturf and uh yeah so the question is why why not save earth why leave earth you know to create this artificial environment I even if we're talking about you know you know uh, jazzing up mars and uh you know even the moon you know living underneath the moon we say we'll hollow it out turn it into a kind of generation ship and um or say we get there and we find aliens have already done that or there's another um what is it the the species before us had has uh has set up a place there and too it would be cool if it was not um up and running like we get you know get to the moon go underneath you know go down the lava tubes and then we find this ancient civilization and there's all these uh, cryonic, uh, cryonic tubes, and um, er earlier Earthlings that are not human, right? That are sleeping and waiting, right? They're waiting to wake up. You know, generation ship. There are sci-fi stories about ships uh, from other places ending up here. I think Rama, Rendezvous with Rama. Can remember that one was uh, an example or something like larry niven's um ring world ring worlds and and we're, we're we're in a tough we're in a tough place we're in a tough space uh we seem barely capable of having the conversation so what's it going to be right and I think it's a very beautiful thing to set up a generation ship, you know, and going, okay, we are incapable of, of stopping this, stopping our consumption and to be told it's too late, right? That's, you know, that's, that's the message. It's too late. 
and um, <clears throat> yeah, so what then? I feel like I'm in Ray Bradbury's Martian Chronicles, but I'm a Martian, I'm not a human. And uh, observing, observing the, the final century. The dream is beautiful, but it's unachievable. Uh, the amount of labor, the amount of um, allocation, it, it becomes simple. It would be so beautiful if it was, to, if it was just some, as simple as one person goes up and does this. You know, one person creates uh, the, the sort of like this, the, the basic. It's just this ship. And, and it's loaded with all of these, um, the, you know, sperm and egg, a thousand species and et cetera, et cetera. And has these plans and blueprints and goes up towards the um, asteroids and, and starts building, right? Starts mining and, and uh, manufacturing. That's, that's an interesting thing, you know, in a weird way. <clears throat> it just takes one person to do this. Uh, and yet, w once again, you know, that, you know, that is faced with here. And, uh, you know, we've already got the generation ship. You know, why aren't we, why aren't we fixing our generation ship right now? Like, what's wrong with our, um, our ecosystem? Which is a great way of saying it, because it, you know, system, right? Systematic. What's wrong? Well, where's where's the robots that take care of the you know the the ecosystem? And uh, it would be it would be interesting as far as writing to flip it around and say there's a generation ship. And right, right away, my my subconscious is going turn off the machine, stop recording this, and go write it right now. Um, but th there's this generation ship that's. Uh, uh, breaking down and the reason why it's breaking down is that it's um it's this abuse of natural resources and i like the idea of say it's st like star lost that you know the, the population doesn't even know that they live on a generation ship they're not living uh on the hull they're actually living inside that they've they've built um places on the inside of the generation ship and say that over time, <laughs> stop, Ma, stop. No, no, no. Over time, like that, like, how do you get the, um, you know, the geologist, uh, I, I, I've met geologists and, you know, the, I'm, I'm hearing them right now saying, you know, no, stop destroying reality. But, but more as a, as a conversation, a way to talk about where we're at right now. And yeah. We're in a crisis. And does it break my heart? No, I'm not, I'm not surprised. Um, I am, let's see, I'm not surprised. And I'm not worried about um, my family uh, because I am saying something. So it's not like they don't know. And... What is it? It's leading, leading, leading the horse. To, you can't force the horse to drink water. It's like yes, I can totally force the water into the horse, right? I can, I can knock out the horse. I can, you know, inject it with something that sort of, uh, you know, puts it into a coma, right? And then I'll hook up the, I'll hook up some tubes, <laughs> intubate, right? I'll force water into that horse. <clears throat> Uh, is it too late? Is it too late to save Generation Ship Earth? No, it is not too late. But how we're going about it is super slow and it's missing the point. And this talk about, oh, well, we need transition, but it's happening. It's happening fast. And, and say, oh, well, I can't see it. Open your eyes, man. <laughs> uh, Generation Ship Earth. 
uh, crisis. Well, yeah, you know, yeah, and we're living in it. There's the bad analogy of of the frog. You know, it heats up in the water, and you know, by the time, by the time it wants to jump out, it's too late. The thing is, is that the frog would would leap out when it became too hot, right? That's the reality, and it's 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 a good analogy, but it's um, it's flawed. Yeah, and maybe that's the analogy that's actually accurate is that you know humanity will leave right it'll just leave and it'll leave all of it behind that seems like human beings to me you know it's realistic you know they'll go to an area um and use the resources and then leave right um that's that is human that's natural and and two other um, species, other animals, um, whatever, that's what they do. Um, diseases, right? Um, <laughs> they're not, unless they're parasitic and unless there's sort of like a symbiotic relationship, they're just like, nope, we're just going to wipe out the whole thing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> So there's there's our argument as we as we spin in in the crisis is you know leave or stay stay that's it for us um leave uh then then there's the possibility why isn't there a possibility so this is us going into the the third act and say, well well we've got to stop being who we are and what we're doing and, and stop living, stop being selfish about um, what we've got. <clears throat> it's not intelligent. It's not civilized. Um, in, in the true sense of, of, of stability, because it's the end of uh, the city that one is civilized about in the first place. And... It's 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 about a way it's about a way of living and doing business and, um, yeah, yeah, and it's 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 about letting go of that, right? And it doesn't seem like that's particularly like say for us that it is an unnatural, right? It's it's a moving away from. Um, it's not that we don't know about it. We stopped doing a lot of things. And uh, we don't do as much wailing as we used to. And uh, bison in North America uh, are, you know, being being re reintroduced. So there is this consciousness of, you know, bringing back from the brink. Uh, but at the same time, um, it, it's it's also our way of doing things, of going to the brink. So generationship, Earth. What are we going to do? Which way are we going to go? So this is, this is my conversation. And, you know, I, I'm just going to continue um, to have that conversation. I'm going to, you know, right up until my end, I'm going to be talking about our end, <clears throat> but in the sense of a beginning. I mean, what is it going to take in us? You know, what, what is the, um, the tipping point as a, not just a species, but as, you know, the whole, um, the web of life or whatever you want to call it, the, the tree of life. What are we going to, yeah, yeah, it, there's a lot of talk, <laughs> there's so, such a lot of talk, um, like say, you know, the me medicine, right, you know, why go to the doctor, right, because, you know, I want to feel better, right, and so the uh, the I, in, in the much greater sense, and to 
um, in the mental health sense and extending the role of the doctor and the therapist and on and on and on to be talking about, you know, in the global sense. What, what we're doing right now is for the individual and, and what we've got to do is speak to, um, speak to assist, guide, aim the, the generation, right? The entire generation and not be some dividing it but going you know this is what we've got to do all together you know to work you know oh but we'll lose power and we'll lose nationality and etc etc <laughs> and that's ego <laughs> get ready to lose your ego buddy uh that's you know that's uh that's the root the the thing too is that you know, at that tipping point uh, with that consciousness that there's going to be, there's going to be that, that final push and separation between those who, who care and those who don't, those who have not the slightest um, interest in, in compassion uh, or conservation, right? And that's, I, that's what, how I see, you know, how I see it. <clears throat> and, and at that point too, that we cease to be human and, you know, we will move, move on to a different way of um, conceiving our existence rather than, you know, day to day where we are and uh, this agreement of, you know, oh yes, I'm in this city, I'm in this place, I'm in this town. Uh, I'm often in the wilderness and saying, no, no, it's generation, you know, generationship earth. And it's about taking care of, and two, we have, we totally have the science. We totally have the technology to turn this thing around. But what we don't have is the people. We don't have the minds. We don't have the, the will and, um, there's a lack of in that respect. So there's a lack of leadership. Uh, we need, we do need, we need role models who are just going to do it, right? You know, it's like, okay, we need carbon scrubbers. We need CO2 scrubbers. Okay, that's what we're going to do. We're doing it, right? And, and not asking for permission and not looking for the money and, you know, just forget about it calling people work you know building it and um oh the economy screw the economy right let's take care of the ship the generation ship and two <laughs> or not quite i thought you know okay that's it that's the end of the world now i can just take it easy and, and relax and <laughs> I want to go talk to the old moss, you know, <laughs> in, in his garden, right? In his generationship garden. You know, old moss, what was it like, you know, in the days when people, you know, were so, you know, backwards thinking and not taking care of the ship? Like, well, you know, <laughs> it's like old moss. <laughs> Old Moss doesn't doesn't talk anymore. He's <laughs> just gardens. He's like, you know, say somebody comes and visits, and I just pull them into the garden. I put them to work. Right? Here's some tomatoes. Take care of the tomatoes. <laughs> That'll answer all of your questions. Into as as sort of like the cherry on top, the cat, or can we combine the two? The the cherry capstone. Uh, that that our leaders be gardeners like that that be that's part of the the test um in in days of old uh the dictator went back to farming the dictator was a farmer and was called in to do the you know to lead and and to do the hard work and the difficult work and then afterwards they went back to their farm uh you know they didn't stick around uh, they, you know, it wasn't 
and, and two, so we start with a terminology and a function that, um, that gets corrupted. But I'm saying our leaders, you know, we need our leaders to be gardeners. We need our leaders to be gardeners on a vast scale and, um, and not just gardening, right? Farming, not just farming, right? But taking care of forests and taking care of um, so many, you know, a diversity of environments. To be looking at the world uh, as as a garden, in one sense, but that it's all connected. In the garden, uh, there's things that say, you know, you don't like. I don't like earthworms, and I don't like bugs, you know, and I don't like, you know, decay, compost, rotting stuff. But it's all connected. You know, if you get rid of all of the rotting stuff, there's no garden. Uh, there's, there's, you know, diseases in the garden, blights, and uh, there's problems with, you know, plants. Um, plants don't always work together. Um, there are plants that do work together, but there's also plants that are trying to kill other plants. And, um, you know, so that's, so that's part of our garden as well. But to keep the whole thing going, you know, that's, that's a question. Right now, uh, I, I was really impressed because my wife had started a, uh, a window garden. And part of, part of my mind, I'm going, you know, yeah, it's becoming really fashionable, you know, right now. Right, right now, oh, yeah. And then, of course, we're going to jettison that. And we're going to go on to, you know, bell bottoms. <laughs> or what was it? Fashion, what's the fashion statement, right? What is your fashion statement? Uh, but at the moment, I, I, it's cool. And, uh, this is my problem. It's like, I think it was even a year ago, two years ago, a year ago, uh, I got a hold of a composter and it was a total lack of interest in gardening and composting, but I was, and two, I couldn't understand. And so, and two, this is say people in my in my vicinity, and I was like, well, you know, okay, I'm fine, because I, you know, I grew up gardening, I've had my fill of gardening, um, and yet, there's this pleasure in it, there's this pleasure of, um, there's this contemplation, you know, it is the stark reality of, of death and birth and, you know, the life in between, um, that's tough stuff. But if we're, if we're led by people who, say, have no conception, which is an interesting <laughs> way to say it, um, there's a kind of virus quality, viruses being like these zombies, right? They're described as undead. They're not actually living uh, compared to, say, bacteria, where it's just, you know, assimilate and consume. What is the structure that, you know, best, best serves us, that feeds us, that keeps us occupied and, and you know, creative? Um, we can do a lot of beautiful things, but also it's essentials. And there's medicine in the garden. And so, have we reached the end of our journey? Not quite. <laughs> We've got lots of famous last words. So, famous last words on Generation Ship Earth. I would like to thank Science Fiction for introducing me to the idea. I also want to ask you to be on the lookout for uh, signs of the Generation Ship. You know, where, where can, um, where's the airlock? <laughs> where's, where, where, where are the airlocks and where, where are the... Um, I imagine them as, as these kind of gateways that are somehow hidden or something. And yet, you know, you can go or you can encounter, uh, you know, people doing repair jobs on, on, the, on the ship, the generation ship. And so, you know, what would that look like? You know, somebody turning up in a town 
and they're doing this repair, but it's a very strange looking sort of antenna or something like that, some kind of monitoring device. Um, and two, why would you have uh, people hanging out, um, like say, why would you have this separation of information where, you know, there are the people who are, you know, repairing, doing maintenance on the generation ship, it, living in that reality. And then you have this other reality of, of people who are doing, uh, like, you know, farming, agriculture, who have, you know, they're not thinking about the generation ship. They're not realizing it. And... Um, that is not important. What important? What's important is being in the garden, and uh, doing that work. Is it that? Is it that we already live in a generation ship, and we've just forgotten, and we, you know we don't look at it, we don't look at this planet as a garden, and instead, uh, instead we're just you know focusing on one area, which is sad because. Um, Voltaire, you know, was that was Voltaire's advice. Basically, you know, focus on on your own business, on your own garden, what's happening, you know, in your vicinity. Mindfulness, in a sense. But I'm I'm thinking of outside of that, and like nationalism, nationality, nationhood, um, and you know, say those who are not taken care of, and moving us towards where we are taking care of the larger garden the world yeah ah uh, is it moss <laughs> is it over is it you know is is this it is is this the final century no of course not no it's the warning bell it's it's the doomsday clock you know, it's it's the wake-up call, and it's call to action. Are you going to go on the adventure? Um, are you going to, you know, confront the corrupt with um, actual, right? you know, say, you know, con confront a way of being that is, is not um, productive? You know, it's not productive, it's not reproductive, it's not um, mentally healthy, right? It's not, uh, it's not a good way of being, and it's uh, counterproductive. There's other words for it too, but it, it's up to you, right? It's up to you, what you're working on, you know, what you're writing. Um, is, is it moving in a direction is it, that is, that is going to help and uh, or is it is it hindering? E either way, either way, you know, say something is going to survive. Some of us are going to survive, but we're not going to be, you know, humans as we have been. Um, there all have always been those people among us who are the survivors who who live on and. Um, who have a greater vision, and uh, and I'm arguing that say, what we have got to, where we have got to get is to um, this notion of it's not a planet, it's a generation ship, right? It it requires maintenance, like on a huge scale, and it requires it requires maintenance, it requires um, monitoring, and that. Uh, you know, we've, we've got to task a, a group of people with that, but also say being in support, like say that all of our energy goes into that and to also be winnowing out the people that, um, you know, and, and sorry, but, you know, unhealthy people, you know, that they're basically suicidal um, they're suicidal, they, you know, in, in their mindset, it's, say, murdering other people is, well, you know, that's, <laughs> uh, anyways, you got it, you understand. Um, but does it turn into, say, a, a thing where, you know, 
a, a burden, a great unhappiness. And, um, but that's there too, you know, that, that consideration of, of uh, what we were doing, of our existence. Why, you know, why have a generationship? And uh, why be treating it as though we are on this amazing journey um, through space, traveling towards this, uh, this destination? Well, that's, that's pretty cool, you know, to be, to be looking at, um, wh you know, where we're headed and, and to frame it in a certain way instead of, instead of having no kind of focus, no kind of goal in mind. So for myself, I, I totally see, you know, it's a, it is a golden opportunity. It is a, is it, it is a defining uh, time. And um, I, I've talked about it as this sort of Star Trek, right? It's got that Star Trek potential, you know, and uh, we, it's something that we can do, right? If, if we can, if we can wreck the, you know, and um, if we could have global, if we create global warming, if, 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 uh, then we can also do it the other way and we can, you know, put things back. And, um, and yet still have technology and so on and so forth. Um, I'm just thinking of one sci-fi guy I know who says, uh, you know, we can still have culture. We could go back to a stone age, but we could still have culture. <laughs> but I, I want the science fiction. So, you know. All right. Take care.